0: Going on everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host as always, Zach Hernandez. I do apologize. It has been I think a little over a week, but my episodes have been a little more inconsistent. I've been super super busy. So, it's been tough for me to get episodes out, but I'm getting one out right now and I got a familiar face on I guess a familiar voice for you guys listening on the pod today. I got my boy Kyle. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: What's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing Night Shift? <laughs>
0: It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of stuff happened today in the NFL and NBA world. Um so we're going to cover it all. We're going to we're going to talk a few a little bit about the trade deadline that went on today in the NFL, all the moves that happened, some NBA stuff as well. It's going to be a ton of fun, man. You ready to hop into it?
1: Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Awesome, man. So, I think the first big move cuz the NFL trade deadline I feel like to me has always been a little less eventful than the NBA trade deadline. Um, and I wasn't expecting a whole lot, maybe a move or two, but we got a lot of moves. We got a lot of big time moves today. And that's always, that's always so fun as a fan of the game to watch all these players move around different spots. And I think the first big one of today, um, was TJ Hawkinson, which actually kind of caught me off guard. The Lions traded TJ Hawkinson away to the Minnesota Vikings. And before I just hop right into it, it was I totally was shocked. Like this one like kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like I was not expecting it at all.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it it wasn't a name that I would have assumed was circulating around circles. But as I've gotten to thinking about it, you know, he is getting towards the end of that rookie deal and Mm -hmm. starting to go there. They are still a rebounding franchise. I think they might blow the whole thing up again this year. They only have one win. They were the first, like second pick in the draft last year. It doesn't look like, it looks like they've come a little bit of a ways with their offense and stuff, but they're already firing their defensive coordinator. Like it's only halfway through the season and they are trying to fix stuff. But at a certain point, you got to think there is going to be a rebuild here in the future. It's not going to be man Campbell for the rest of this tenure. Mm -hmm. I think that this organization is just going to fail like they always do. So I think it's just them trying to fire sale, get the capital and maybe look on that rebuild while they can.
0: Yeah. And looking at the deal, I think for both sides, it's not the worst deal at all. I think the Vikings, especially, obviously they only made this deal because Irv Smith got injured and I think he's out for eight to 10 weeks. It was, um, so they're going to need to say on
1: that with the Vikings making that move. I want to just say they are my old lock. They've already won the division. I mean, green Bay does not look like they're going to be competitive at all this year. I'm not confident in that team whatsoever. I'm not confident in the bears and then the lions. I think they are the first, you know, they are the division winner. Let's give them a round of applause. (laughs) Not even halfway through the season yet. Congratulations, Minnesota Vikings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I think Minnesota is clearly the best team in this division and coming into the season. It was a lot of, Oh, who's going to win it green Bay or Minnesota. But, and I was, I was skeptical on green Bay and, but I, I was like, you know, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to find a way to get it done, but they just haven't looked good. That offense hasn't looked good, nearly as good as it has in past years. Obviously, you lose Devontae Adams, that will hurt you. But this Packers team does not look nearly as competitive as the Vikings do. So I'm mean, going to have to agree with you on that one. I think it's pretty clear that the Minnesota Vikings are going to win this division, especially after acquiring TJ Hawkinson. I think that's a very solid move for them. um, But yeah, I mean, Minnesota... Coming into the season, there were some doubts. Some people weren't high on them, but they're looking very – I think they only have one loss, right? Don't they – haven't they only lost one game this year? I think they've only lost one game this
1: year. Um, Yeah, um, they are 6-1. and one. I yeah. mean, Kirk Cousins is doing the Kirk Cousins thing. Jay Jetta's only had one or two big games. It's not like yep. he's blowing out all these games. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook's kind of been under the – it's been an under-the-radar team that really has. hasn't been blowing people out and like, you know, picking up a Hawkinson who Mm -hmm. I think he might be your second best option as a receiver now, as well as a huge blocker in the run game that Mm -hmm. you're starting to see the shares of Madison with Cook. I think that offense is going to start to get rolling here soon and they could become dangerous if they get those little things fixed.
0: 100%. 100%. I agree with you on that. TJ Hawkinson, he's, he's just a very, very good all around tight end. He can do it all. And we saw that with the Lions, so. Um, Good for him. Good for Minnesota, man. They're looking super, super solid. Um, so let's move on to another deal. Another deal that let's see Chase Claypool, not the biggest deal in the world, but he got moved to the Bears. And the reason I want to talk about this just for a minute, because it's really not as significant as some other moves is because I saw somebody on Twitter and Twitter's a wild place, especially in the, in the sports Twitter. People just say the most outlandish stuff. But he was talking about how this Chase Claypool signing is going to push the Bears to like 10 wins. It's like, and he sounded very like his argument sounded like he was very serious. And I was like, OK, man, number one, I'm not even the biggest fan of Chase Claypool. I don't think he's like all that great. He's solid, but. He's not going to change the course of this season for the for the Bears. He's going to be good. He gives, he gives Fields an actual weapon to throw to for sure, but it's really not that significant of a deal. Um, any words on that one? Not very big.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's very big, but it is a building block for the future. He is only in the second year of his rookie deal. You get him cheap. You get Fields a little piece to play with and um i think you know it, it might not be for now and i think he will be able to contribute now as a at least a good wide receiver too for them but i think it's more of a building block for that future and maybe just stashing it away as it, he's going to be worth a second round pick i mean talent uh-huh. unless you find an absolute gem I think that's a decent wide receiver to have on the roster for Justin Mm -hmm. Fields. And I think they they were just kind of looking, you know, not, they're not looking anywhere when now but Mm -mm. let's try and build on the future and try and get some talent in this room.
0: hundred percent. And this is going to boost fields, Justin Fields, confidence a lot too. This just, like you said, it's kind of a building block, a stepping stone and it helps them. They're going to get to this, this point because obviously the bears are not going to win a lot of games right now. Um, but, you know, getting a guy like Chase Claypool, who is solid, will be able to help Justin Fields, um, especially in the future. So, yeah, definitely not the biggest move for right now, but will help the Bears ultimately um, with that team. One of the biggest moves of the day, we got the Dolphins. Man, those guys make moves. Those guys just – they know how to make moves, man. You Bradley know, Chubb.
1: Steven Ross and, I, uh, I mean, Mike McDaniel, they – They seem to be doing their thing down there in South beach. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm across the state here in rumblings and you saw Mike McDaniel on uh, Sunday. He said, bro, we got to fix this shit. You -hmm. know what Bradley Chubb is? Bradley Chubb is the fix this shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) let's be real. They traded back for the Trey Lance. Now this is going to be a sore subject getting into this territory. I I was
0: going to bring it up. The
1: Trey Lance pick (laughs) has turned into the number one wide receiver in the league And Bradley Chubb. And you know what they need come postseason? Someone to get after Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Bradley Chubb on this defensive line that's been struggling is huge for Miami. And this move, I think, just puts them... If two has played the whole game, they haven't lost this season. Like They are very good and very solid. They need to fix some stuff defensively, and Bradley Chubb gives them that. Bradley Chubb to them is equivalent to Von Miller to Buffalo. It's -hmm. about the same size sample. I know Von Miller is much better, but similar move.
0: Mm -hmm. I love watching teams just be super aggressive, especially at the trade deadline and go all in when they're kind of a piece or two away. And we saw the dolphins do that perfectly. Um, They've built this team the past couple of years a lot because of the picks that we gave them, uh, for the Trey Lance trade, um,
1: and you then you guys ahead. also gave them a running back today too.
0: Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Um,
1: so they, they got Mostert and Wilson down there in Miami.
0: We, so Mike
1: Daniel reunion.
0: Yeah, dude. Shoot, we we we're helping these guys win a championship. It looks like we should get a little ring. We help all the pieces that we've given these guys. Um, they've packaged all the picks out. we traded. Uh. That we for the pick to get Trey Lance, they packaged all of those to make a squad. And now, for with that 2023 pick, uh, for Bradley Chubb, just a perfect move. This defense, this Miami defense had a couple holes you could tell as of recently. <laughs> what better way to fix it than adding Bradley Chubb I mean that's just so perfect so especially with this team you could say they're a piece away I think this team is legit Super Bowl contenders right now this team is going to be super super nice two has obviously taken that step this season Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have been probably the best wide receiver one and two duo in the league so far this year and adding Bradley Chubb is just unreal and
1: ah, now, I think, I think it's, it's going to be good. Now, another team that we want to get into, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now, much like Miami, they have a Bama Heisman quarterback, a Bama Heisman finalist wide receiver, and then a Bama first-round pick wide receiver, a huge off-season trade wide receiver, and a huge defensive line trade mid-year. Mm -hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins are both doing the same moves as each other. Mm -hmm. And both teams are huge and set up right now. I would like to say this O line in Philly. I mean, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. They don't even have like Miles Sanders is good, but like if they were to make like a move today or something like that to like really solidify a good running back with Miles Sanders, I think that team's dangerous.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've been watching a lot of Eagles games because I do have Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown on my fantasy team. So I tune into a lot of their games and th- this entire team, offensively, defensively, everything just seems to be clicking. And Jalen Hurts has taken that step as that franchise QB that they were hoping he'd be. AJ Brown looks like a legit wide receiver one. Um, the run game has looked good. There's been a couple games where Jalen Hurts hasn't really even had to do anything. They just run through the defense with 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 Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Um, and their defense has been unreal this season. Lights out. They've been very, very good. So this Eagles team is super, super talented, being undefeated. Um, and the biggest thing about it is I've looked at their schedule, and I'll pull it up right now. I don't know when they're going to take their first loss. So, coming up, they got Houston, Washington, Indianapolis. Those are their next three games, all very winnable games. Obviously, in the NFL, you know, it's never just the best team's going to win the game. Anything can happen, but those are three very winnable games. They move on to Green Bay. They've obviously had their flaws. Tennessee, they've looked very good. That could be a that could be a uh, very interesting game. Then you got the Giants, who knows? Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and then Giants again. So not the toughest schedule. They have a, a lot of easy games coming up. and I don't I really don't know when this team is going to take their first loss.
1: So today, I think they've had one of the easier schedules. Um, they have performed well. Um I do see some easy games coming up for them. I know you looking at it, they should be favored in every single one of these games, Mm -hmm. but there's just something about the season. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been some wonky games who says Tyler Heineke doesn't come in, you know, to go like three and Oh, four and oh, to start off the season, go into Philly and beat them. Mm -hmm. Like it's just been one of those seasons where I think there might be, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes back to earth and is Aaron Rodgers again for a week. You know, I think there are opportunities within this schedule for I think they'll probably end up with three losses at the end of the year. I don't mm-hmm. think you're sitting there. I think the Dolphins are going to be popping champagne, living their life. They're mm-hmm. just an undefeated team. But I I think they have a good team, and if they stay healthy for playoffs, it will be an interesting run through that NFC that seems wide open right now.
0: We, so, we Yeah, and we see a lot of teams – in the beginning of the season, teams that kind of start undefeated or start very, very good doesn't seem like they often have a deep playoff runner, win the Super Bowl or anything. And I, and I saw a stat on that. I don't remember exactly the teams, but throughout the last couple of years, the last undefeated teams left never won anything because they kind of faded out towards the end. And that could happen with with this Eagles team. However, I do think that this team is very, very good. I think their record does. I think their record shows their team and I, I don't think it's anything you know oh uh seven and oh this team's not as good as seven and oh i don't know if i think they're the best team in the league still i just have trouble taking that away from the bills and the chiefs those two teams are unreal but i think they're on that level and i think this team is elite right now um and like i said and like you said they're probably favored in most of if not all these games coming up um I don't think they're going to go uh, 17-0. I think they will have a loss at some point, at least a loss, probably two or three. Um, But I just I couldn't predict when that first loss is going to come just because of how much they're rolling and the easiness of the schedule, at least for the next couple of weeks. Pretty easy. I don't know when that first loss is going to come. It'll come, um, but I'm not sure when. And I, I think this team is totally legit. I could see them making a lot of noise in the playoffs. Um. Again, don't know if I think they're as good as the Bills and Chiefs yet, but they're right there. I think they're right there. Eagles are looking nice. Um, What's another move that happened today? Calvin Ridley. My good friend's a diehard Falcons fan, and I heard a lot about this one from him. Um, Kind of shocked me too. Really kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Calvin Ridley obviously suspended right now for betting on games last season or one game or something. Very talented wide receiver, but I think he may have wanted out. I mean, I think he wanted out of Atlanta kind of looked like it was already going to be his final season, like he was already done there. So at least they got something for him there. Um, But I didn't really expect it. I kind of forgot about the whole Calvin Ridley situation.
1: So Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of in the middle of that transition. They have their quarterback of the future in the franchise's eyes in uh, Ritter. Desmond River. Mm-hmm. Um they drafted him they're looking at him to move the future. Marcus Mariota's doing Marcus Mariota right now. Uh, I no more no less he's Marcus Mariota. He is who we thought he is. Mm-hmm. Um they are first place in the division. I mean, the Falcons are playing for something at this point in the year which is not what I would have assumed coming into this no. year. Um, I think they have Kyle Pitts. He finally came back to earth and had a Kyle Pitts game. Maybe they remembered they had him on the roster. Um, Cordell (laughs) Patterson should be coming off of IR soon. He's a talented wide receiver and a pass catcher out of the backfield. They have Drake London, you know, maybe they were just sitting here and pawning him off. And to be honest with you, if you looked at the like trade, the Jaguars may offer up to a second round pick all the way down to a fifth round pick, depending on different variables of this deal. He has to make rosters next year. If they sign him long-term before a certain date, it's a second round pick. Like it could be a very high pick for the Falcons if they assume Jacksonville wants to go long-term with him. Mm -hmm. So as that, that's a jumping off point, I think for them and to partner deal a partnership that ended in a bad way, you know, try and make peace with what they have. I I don't see anything really wrong with it. The other move today that kind of intrigued me that wasn't big is Naeem Himes to Mm -hmm. Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be a huge part of the offense. He's going to get some snaps here or there, but I believe that pick is more special teams based. And I think he's going to play a huge role on that special teams up there in Buffalo. Um, With Poyer missing time, with Hyde missing time and injured, those are huge special teams players, and that's a third of the game. You know, you need to have a good, solid special teams if you want to be an elite team in this league. Mm -hmm. So I think going and getting him and then trading away Zach Moss, you get another pass catcher out of your backfield, which is what you need with um, Allen, and you get that elite special teamer. So I think that was an interesting move that maybe flew a little bit under the radar.
0: Yeah, and it kind of happened towards the end uh, with a couple minutes remaining. Um, Naim Hines is good, man. And he's been very, very solid for the Colts um, when he plays special teams as a kick returner. So I think that's a great move for Buffalo. I do agree with you. It kind of, like you said, it did fly over some heads because it happened pretty late. Not the biggest name, um, but definitely a solid move because Buffalo, they just. Right now, I mean, I think they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and they're just getting a couple more pieces here and there to try and, you know, solidify that case as the best team in the league. So very solid move for the Bills. Um, The Colts have been very interesting this season. uh, Jonathan Taylor has not looked great. The offensive line has looked horrendous. Um, So I don't really know what's next for the Colts here. Matt Ryan obviously benched. Colts are in a very interesting spot don't really know what's next. I don't know their direction right now, kind of in a kind of in a tough little situation they got themselves into. So their offensive line looks horrendous,
1: so the Colts are in a rebuild in a shit division. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get probably the best draft pick at this point. I don't really see them as a competitive team come playoff time. Mm-mm. They're gonna go with Sam Ellinger, see what they have in him. You know, if they need to move for a quarterback, this year might be the year enough teams. I think maybe are set where they're at where you could sneak uh, a CJ Stroud in the top, you know, 10, but maybe towards, you know, seven, eight, maybe we're not going to have all this QB need in that top five. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe with them, they need to assess where they're at quarterback wise. Matt Ryan was a band aid for a bad wound that that wasn't going to work. I think Jonathan Taylor, he had all this, fantasy hype and he's he's played well through some games and he's ran the ball efficiently but he has not looked to be good in all games and some of that is attributed just to O line play. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't think their defense has been good but they've been injured and you know there I think they're looking maybe at starting a rebuild and just let's see where we're at and go from there, see assess our situation.
0: Yeah, um, I think a big part of this team's unsuccess, whatever the opposite of success is, is the offensive line problems because it's looked really, really bad. And, you know, it doesn't matter how great of a running back you are. And I think Jonathan Taylor is very talented. But if you have a bad, bad offensive line that's not helping you out and doing you any favors, it's going to be really, really tough for you to get yards um, and make a difference on the team. So... Colts, you know, with the quarterback situation, they've had a new starting quarterback. I think it was like f- the last four years or five years. It kind of sucks. Obviously, the whole Andrew Luck situation that would have been great for them. Andrew Luck was an absolute stud, but they've bounced around from quarterback to quarterback. You know, I think they had they had Philip Rivers, they had Carson Wentz, and they had um you now they had Matt Ryan who they bench. I think they had Jacoby Brissett at some point too. Um, four quarterbacks that are like. What, I mean, what, what, what are they really going to do? They're just this team has talent in some spots and they have a lot of good players. But when you just have this kind of quarterback and I thought I was thinking I was thinking that all the quarterbacks that they kind of got were going to be better than they actually were. Like, I wasn't very low on Matt Ryan. I thought he was like in the middle, like average, but he's looked really bad this season too. Again, offensive line problems. But anyways, Colts, tough situation. Hopefully they can figure that out um are we missing any big moves from today um i feel like we kind of covered most of them any that i can think of i think we Uh, covered
1: most of them we're still waiting to find out where odell goes
0: yeah still waiting to find out where odell goes that'll be interesting i saw some rumors to the niners but i'm good on that um i am okay don't need odell one thing i did want to mention though was two people that I'm actually kind of shocked didn't get traded were Brandon Cooks and Kareem Hunt. I was kind of expecting both of those guys to get flipped. Um, it's kind of been, for, for Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks and the Texans have kind of both expressed how they feel in this situation that they both kind of are done. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a very talented wide receiver. Texans are pretty bad team. He's not very happy there. Um, I don't know if you saw, but all of his like tweets and like the past 24 hours were just trade rumors of him going somewhere. He clearly wanted out. That didn't happen. Um He's got a little big, he just got an extension. So he's got a pretty big contract. I don't think a lot of teams actually wanted to take that on, but I was expecting him get, to get traded and Kareem Hunt too. Um I kind of thought we saw his last game as a Brown last night, Um, but I guess they're sticking with him. They're going to go with that one, two punch in the backfield in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. So, um, I saw the Brandon cooks and I thought he would, you know, at least get traded or shipped somewhere just out of, you know, will, but I, I yeah. don't really know what the Texans end goal is right now. I mean, I would have tried to get draft picks and develop from there. I don't think you're going to get a better time to sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have just sold high, got something for it and ran. Um, last night when I was watching the game and I was watching the Kareem hunt, I thought it would be his last game as well. Uh, they did start running their uh, third running back Dury Arnas Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked very well in the games he's played and mm-hmm. he's started for them and ran, you know, over 150 yards in the start. Like he's shown he can be a good back for them. Mm-hmm. I thought they would try and sell Kareem Hunt, get those picks and then have that next player step in with Chubb as that one-two punch. Yeah, I guess they, you know, kind of just didn't find what they wanted and held Pat and said, this is what we're going to try and go with, and hope Watson comes back soon. Yeah, I guess so. He comes back and gets rolling.
0: Yeah, he's coming back a couple weeks, week 12, I think it is, against the Texans, so those two teams will be going against each other. Um, Dearness Johnson has looked very good in the games that he's played. He's looked very, very good, so that's what kind of made even more sense for the Browns to trade Kareem Hunt because they got a guy who can fill in that number two spot. Um, right behind Nick Chubb to kind of compliment him, but Kareem Hunt is still a Brown, still a very good running back. He could be an RB one somewhere else, but um, he's sticking in Cleveland. And those were the two guys that I was kind of expecting to get traded. Didn't end up happening. You got anybody else you want to cover in the trade deadline, or you all good? Yeah,
1: I I think we're good. Um, just one more shout out to Dearness Johnson. He went to one of the rival high schools here. So oh, really? Back in high school, yeah. Oh, that's he super was that sick a player, man. Yeah.
0: That's, that's super sick. I didn't know that. Heck yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets because they're always fun to talk about. They always create some headlines. Let's talk about the NBA a little bit. The Brooklyn Nets this morning fired or parted ways with Steve Nash. Um, Brooklyn Nets, they are 2-5 and five right now. Very poor start to the season. You got two guys that... Are both drama queens, if you will, and very they look very uncoachable, especially when they're together playing. They fired Steve Nash and then they went out and they got Ime Udoka from the Boston Celtics, who was suspended all season, but now he's playing and now he's coaching the, the Brooklyn Nets. How are you feeling about this whole situation? What are your thoughts?
1: So within the last four months, it's been we want Steve Nash gone. To Steve Nash is our coach. We're going to sign him, and we only want Steve Nash to coach. To now, Ime Udoka is our new head coach. I saw the writing on the wall the second the Ime Udoka news dropped. I thought it would be a lot sooner than now. I thought it would be before the season started, but it took to a two and five head start. You know, a little bit of a slow start. I mean, you're talented enough, you know, you would be able to overcome that as the Nets. But it looks like they chose and seek the opportunity to go after Ime. And uh, the Celtics look like they just let Ime walk. They didn't mm-hmm. look for draft compensation. They didn't try to trade. They let him freely go and said, here you go. But now it looks like we might see a little more into that scandal and that investigation i think Mm -hmm. you might see a little bit more leak out of why ime was suspended for the year you know you might see a little more details come out because he's not going to be within that organization anymore Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um i think this also speaks to how they feel in boston with joe missoula and how he's done so far this season Um, I know there's been some questionable times, you know, timeouts and stuff like that, but those are growing pains as a rookie head coach. He's been in the organization. So it looks like Brad Stevens and them are, you know, sufficient letting Ime walk. Um, I think it was too damaged for him to even come back to the Celtics anyways. Mm -hmm, Interesting move by the Nets. And we shall see, you know, if they do try and move Kyrie at some point later in the season or not, but interesting.
0: Totally. I think that's the best word to describe it. It's just interesting because this whole team is interesting. Kyrie Irving's interesting. Kevin Durant's interesting. They're The anti
1: Semitic uh, <laughs> people on this court side last game. You know, yeah, that's it. a whole big thing now. You know, Kyrie's free speech. And now you're bringing in a guy who was just suspended by his former team for a sexual misconduct. You know, I don't know if Joe Tarazzi wants all of this in Brooklyn. You know, you're going to have to somehow cut your losses with some of it yeah you can't have the whole circuit she got to have some of it
0: yeah wherever Kyrie Irving goes it looks like drama follows um and here we are again more drama from Kyrie Irving um but ultimately I don't know what to expect from this Nets team I know you you last year when they played your Celtics you kind of beat me on that one because I did think that the Nets were going to take that series never that did not happen um, and I was high on the Nets. I mean, shoot, man, I'm a I, as 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 outlandish as some of the things Kyrie says, and as just as crazy as Kevin Durant can be. Those two guys are very good, and together, I thought that offense was gonna be unstoppable. Clearly not. But here we are this season, two and five start, fired head coach already. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together. I don't know what to expect
1: now have you seen much what's your take on Ben Simmons
0: <laughs> yeah so Ben Simmons has looked from what I've seen and I don't think he's playing tonight I don't know if it's an injury or something but um I don't what I've seen from Ben Simmons and I was big on how he would come in and kind of uh, relieve the defense a little bit let them let the defense let the other guys on defense, you know, not have as big of a part. Let him kind of control the defense, maybe even run the offense a little bit, um, but do not not shoot the ball because he clearly cannot do that. But from what I've seen from Ben Simmons so far, I know he's taken a lot of time off. He hasn't played in like a year and a half. It hasn't looked very great. I mean, from what I've seen, I, I have not liked what I've seen. And I don't think that that's, that won't change. I think that Ben, from uh, we've seen ben simmons play elite basketball as a defender and as a playmaker um and we can definitely see that again but just from what i've seen so far this early through the first seven games i don't really like it <laughs> how about you
1: yeah i mean i think looking at it he's gotten into foul trouble a lot he fouled out you know that first game and he hasn't looked good offensively. I mean, oh. he's he's been able to distribute the ball somewhat. He's been able to rebound, but it hasn't looked like a whole 100% put together, complete. Mm-hmm. It looks sloppy. It looks rusty. Um, Claxton has looked decent two minutes, and he looks like he may be taking some of those bigger minutes at right now, and yeah. you're able to load manage Simmons a little more, but... Coming in with Ime, E-may. Ime's a hard coach. So it's going to be interesting to see now that dynamic as well with Ime coming in and Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. Like, are they going to be able to mesh well with, you know, n- nose to the grindstone? We're going to grind in the gym. We're going to be going in the court every day and we're going to be going full tilt
0: maybe that's what Ben Simmons needs, but also I don't think he res- I don't know if he responds well to that type of coaching. We don't really know. So Ben Simmons is another interesting character. The Nets are just filled with interesting characters. So again, I can't tell you what I expect from this team. Cause I really don't know. Um, They have talent. They have good players. They now have a, have, have a good coach. But I just don't know. I mean, that's all I can say about these guys. I don't get it. It's like an anomaly. Like, it's so strange how this team is works. I uh, Very, very weird. Um, Started two and five. Didn't really expect that, I'll say. Let's transition over to Kevin Durant's former team, which he probably should, never should have left. The Golden State Warriors. Um, Obviously, I was a Warrior fan. I watch these guys every time they play. And they have not looked as good as they did last season. Obviously, they are 3-4. and Sloppy play. Defense hasn't looked good. Um, Turnovers. It's always been the Warriors' problem for the past 10 years. I'm not worried, though. And last season, the Warriors, they started very good. And towards the end, they kind of, or towards the middle of the season, they kind of had some slower slower, uh, stretches. And I was kind of not liking what Steve Kerr was doing. And I was I was against a lot of the things he was doing. Going to the playoffs, they win the championship. <laughs> That's all I can ask. So I've kind of learned at this point, because it looks like what Steve Kerr really likes to do is experiment uh, in the regular season and just get this team to the playoffs. And then, then it's time to really get to work. And at this point, after I doubted Steve Kerr last season, I'm not going to doubt him anymore. I'm just going to kind of go with it. Um, I'm not too worried about this team. I know they're not looking very good right now. Um, I don't think that's going to last very long. I think this team is, it's, you know, you got, you got your vet guys. You got Steph, Clay, Dre, uh, Iguodala, even though he doesn't get a lot of minutes, Looney, you got your vets and then you got your young cats. You got, um, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole. There's a lot to balance in this lineup. And I think Steve Kerr does a great job of trying to balance it. And, Again, we have defensive struggles right now, which I think is our biggest issue. The offense looks slow at times. Clay's taking a while to get his jumpers, three point shot back. He will at some point, though. I've been a big fan of Draymond so far during this season, how his defense has looked. Steph's obviously playing at an incredibly high level. Um, but this team overall doesn't look as fluid as it has before. Again, not so worried. Now, if we're doing this 25 games into the season, might have some question marks. However, I don't think that's really going to be the case. I think we are ultimately fine. Um that's how I feel about the Warriors. I've seen a lot of people on Warriors Twitter kind of overreact. I think we're okay.
1: Yeah, the the name of the game for me is get to the job and then let Steph Curry be Steph Curry. I mean, Until then, like as long as you're getting your rotation pieces and you're making sure you see who you want in these specific roles, so when it comes to playoff time, you know who your six, seven, eight man is and you can keep a nice tight rotation. Mm -hmm. I mean, Steve's kind of trying to see outside of that main five or six, he wants to see, is it going to be coming? Is it going to be Moody? Is it going to be Wiseman? Who's going to be that next, you know, guy to step up and be part of that essential rotation. Yeah. So I think some of the early season, you know, woes, you're still dealing with a little bit of backlash. I know they've said they've made up, but you still have the Draymond Green Jordan pool situation. It's not like that goes away overnight that no. that still stews and that sits. And, you know, it's not like that's just bygones be bygones. That's still in a locker room. So you do still have a certain obstacles to overcome, Um, you're kind of messing around, tinkering with things. Like I said, like you said, 25 games into the season, this should be ironed out. It should be smoothly until it gets to that point. I don't see a need to really, you know, worry too much if you're a Warriors fan.
0: Yeah, I agree. Not, not, nothing that draws too big of concern. Um, Steve Kerr loves to experiment he loves to find the right lineups. He loves to give guys minutes or take them away, see what works best for the team. Guys like Jonathan Kaminga have seen a decrease in minutes. I don't think his play has been up to Steve Kerr's standards. Um, Moses Moody has been a vital part of the lineup, though, and he's looked like a vet out there. I mean, he's playing very maturely, so I'm I'm liking what I see from Moses Moody. Um, some Warriors fans panicking on James Wiseman the guy's very young. I think he's fine. I think from what we've seen and how little we've seen of James Wiseman, I like what I see. So I think the Warriors, again, ultimately going to be okay. Uh, this team has talent everywhere. They are going to figure it out at some point throughout. Clay's going to find that three-point shot. Um, nothing really to be worried about. Now, one team I would be worried about if I was a fan of is the Lakers. Thank God I'm not because I can't stand the Lakers. Those guys are bad. Um, did you see the video of them celebrating Darvin Ham's first win? <laughs> I
1: think it's just a joke. I mean <laughs> Yeah, you get your first one as a coach. Guess what? Your four games you know, under 500. I couldn't,
0: past. I was like, what the heck? It was like, they won the championship and it's like, you knew he's going to win a game at some point. It's like, is that really worthy of a celebration like that?
1: Oh, so, I mean, yeah, as the Lakers, you know, you, you don't have the depth. I didn't think you were going to be making the playoffs unless you go ahead and sell Westbrook at some type of storm. I see a lot of talk about Buddy Hield, Miles Turner, you know, they want to be packaged somehow, some way to LA to if the Lakers have what they can give for anybody here in a Miles Turner to the Pacers, unless the Pacers are all in on Victor Wambam and you're only mm-hmm. getting what a third of a chance of getting him. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I don't know if that's feasible, but at some time this season, I think you're going to have to sell Westbrook if you want to try and make playoffs and be successful this year.
0: I agree. I I don't think this team will be successful with Russell Westbrook. It's a failed experiment and that's okay. I mean, we've seen experiments fail and this one completely fell flat on its face. It did not work out at all. I don't know how many people actually thought it was actually going to work out, but it didn't. Here we are. And Russell Westbrook does not fit with these two guys and they don't need a guy like Russell Westbrook around. That's not the type of guy that uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, a duo of those two need as a third kind of co-star. So. This clearly hasn't worked out. Um, It just doesn't look good. They don't look like they flow together. The whole Lakers team, Russell Westbrook needs to be in a different jersey if they want to succeed. And I am totally fine with him staying with the Lakers because I love to see them lose. I'm I'm very anti-Lakers as a Warrior fan, so it's okay with me. However, if the Lakers want to succeed, hint, hint, guys, if you're listening out there, anybody, LeBron, You're the GM, pretty much. Trade Russ. I mean, that's what's going to help you guys. I mean, this this clearly hasn't worked out. So Um, one in five, man, they're they are bad and they're bad. They're just so bad. So it's fun to see. Um, But yes, man. And I did kind of there was one other team that I did want to touch on in the NFL world um, just for a minute. Was there anything else NBA you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, I mean, we could just kind of shout out like some of the teams that have been surprising this season. Oh yeah, you, know, you got Utah. They're, you know, exceeding all expectations. You know, demolishing their roster. Yep. Um, you have Cleveland. Cleveland's looked very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Giannis and Milwaukee's looked very like a good a uh, player this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Portland, Damien, they're looking good. Phoenix yep. has looked decent so far. And looks like he's been very, you know, Zion looks like he's in shape and he's back.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Portland has been very surprising. They've been one of my teams. Obviously, Portland and Utah and all those guys, but the Blazers have looked really good. Um, and they're five and one, only lost one game so far. So, shout out to the Blazers and Utah. Lord Marketing's been looking very, very good. Um, some definite surprises so far during the season. So it's very cool to see that. Um, in Milwaukee still 6 and 0, still kicking it. I mean, probably the best team in the East, in my opinion. They will likely come out of it this season. Um, but who knows? The last team that I wanted to touch on in the NFL is my 49ers, just very briefly, because I touch on them pretty much every episode. Um, but the Niners last week, they beat the Rams, killed the Rams. Um, and in SoFi, although it's pretty much like the Niners' second stadium because it is a sea of red every time they go down there and play. But the Niners looked good. And I see a lot of Niner fans getting very happy and excited that for this team this season and what's going to happen. And I like what I saw for sure. I don't think I can watch that and not like what I saw. I mean, they looked really good. However... I'm not sold yet, and I'll never be sold on a team after one good game. I cannot be sold on my Niners after seeing them beat a team that they always beat. So we need to go into the bye week. We need to, because we have a bye coming up so, this week. So we need to figure things out, keep this going into the next game and for the rest of the season, because this team has talent, but sometimes they don't know how to utilize it. And Christian McCaffrey, amazing trade. If anybody out there doesn't think that was a good trade, I don't know what to tell you. Dude, looks like a better quarterback than Jimmy. Threw a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Absolutely unreal. Stat line from Christian McCaffrey. Total game changer. This team is good. I'm still not a fan of Kyle. I'm still not a fan of Jimmy. However, they're what we got. That's not going to change. So I'm just hoping and and I think that this Christian McCaffrey trade Will help their chances a lot of Super Bowl. Still don't know how feasible that actually is with those two guys running the show, but it makes things a lot easier. And if they can keep this going and Kyle can figure this out to where he can create a consistent team, we are going to be tough to beat.
1: So I think the 49ers are in a good spot. I think if Kyle Shanahan can get this to work and can get Debo to exist with McCaffrey and Ayuk, his touches and you know, have Kittle getting down. You're going to have it happen. Jimmy G's is going to be able to make decisions, and, you know, you're going to really just have to perform. That's really what it's going to be for you. It's not going to be a yep. talent question. It's going to be a do you clock in, do you perform, do you clock out? Um, I mean, you know where I stand on the Jimmy G thing. You know, I, there's only been in the last, you know, 15 years, how many quarterbacks have been to multiple Super Bowls. Jimmy G is one of those guys. You know, it's Mahomes, it's Jimmy G, it's Brady. Like, there's only a certain amount of players, Russell Wilson, that have been to multiple Super Bowls as a well. Coach. Well, he's
0: been he's been to one Super Bowl on the Niners as a starter. He was with the Super Bowl with the but,
1: Patriots, but, but, but I mean, NFC. <laughs> NFC Championships. He's been deep in playoff runs. Like he's been able to get this experience that you know you might not have with younger players. And, him make the correct decisions and make the right calls and if he performs then i don't see why not you're you, you have the talent and you have the team offensively defensively as long as there's not a lapse in ju- judgment you should be good i mean the
0: the big thing about that though is is if he performs if jimmy can actually perform and i don't know if he can Because I've I've seen this game. I've seen it play out. I've seen it's a cycle. It's it's every year. Jimmy G sucks. Everyone wants him gone. Not even everyone. There's still people that like him. Then he comes out and has a good game. And everyone's like, woo, he's back. Jimmy G's back. And then it it keeps going. I need to see more than this game from Jimmy G. He looked good. I don't, that might have been one of Jimmy G's best games. That throw to Kittle in the back of the end zone, might have been his best throw of all time. Like that throw was fantastic. I need to see that more. I can't just see that one week. And I want to like Jimmy G so bad. I want to like him so bad. He just doesn't make it easy for me. I'm hoping he can perform. I don't think he can. He's let me down year after year. I think he was the, him and Kyle were both the biggest races. We lost the Super Bowl and lost the NFC Championship. I know Tart dropped the interception. That was brutal. But in the grand scheme of the team, Kyle and Jimmy have been the common denominators, in my opinion, for why we've struggled deep in the playoffs. So again, like you said, the talent is there. That's not a question. This team has talent all over the roster. It's a matter of can he perform? Can they perform? Can the whole team perform? Because there's been games where this team has not looked good, but it all starts with the quarterback. And I think that's the most important position on the field. And if your quarterback cannot make the throws, cannot... uh. Scramble out of the pocket when he needs to. Cannot create plays and cannot lead the team. You won't win a Super Bowl. So, comes down to Jimmy G, and let's see if he can do it. Because I don't know if he can, but I'm just
1: so excited for my Jimmy G versus Kirk Cousins NFC Championship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, dude! Two guys that crumble on the big stage. Man, we're that be that would be an interesting game. I still believe that this team has a would would be better off this season with Trey Lance. Still believe that, but here we are. Trey Lance is hurt. It is what it is. So, um. Anyways, Kyle, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Had a lot of fun, dude. We'll definitely definitely get you on another episode. Um. With all this, all this NFL and NBA stuff going on, we're in the peak of sports season right now. I think we got the World Series and we got NFL season, NBA season. It's gonna be a ton of fun. World Cup starting up soon, so a lot of stuff going on here in the sports world, and I love it so much. So, man, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate you, bro.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want any more content, uh, my Twitter is at a game Kyle. I'm on there usually tweeting about Celtics basketball, Patriots football. Yep. You know, all things football and basketball related. So if you want any more content, go ahead throw me a follow on there and yeah. throw it all, subscribe to the podcast, give uh, Zach his love and represent that night shift.
0: Oh yeah, man. Definitely go, go follow my boy, Kyle. Dude, he always drops We were, we we're always having some debates on Twitter, some fun talk on Twitter. So he, he has, he's got some good stuff he posts. So definitely go check that out. Um and I appreciate you all still listening. If you still are, thank you very much. You know you can find me on social media at Instagram at the dot pod at TikTok at the nightshift pod at Twitter at the shift two T's at the beginning two T's at the end. I appreciate it if you were to leave a rating and a review, preferably a positive one and a five star one. That would be great. Um. But yes, again, thank you for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. Leave those thumbs up, subscribes, likes, whatever you can do to help me grow. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Cal, again, for hopping on. This has been fun. That'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.